Support for Alleist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for Alleist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at alleist.com slash events. Are you ready? Okay. There are so many things about the pandemic epoch of my life that reminds me of my childhood, growing up in Southeast L.A. during the 90s. There was a lot going on in the world and on the streets of my neighborhood that gave me a similar anxiety of this ever-present danger. But it was probably a lot harder on my older brother, Paul, who spent half of his childhood undocumented and in and out of trouble. One thing I've thought about a lot is that I totally didn't understand what Paul was going through. I don't think Paul understood what I was going through. And the grown-ups in our lives absolutely didn't get what we were going through as kids. We were probably all too busy surviving our respective predicaments to ever stop and wonder. One thing is for certain, I don't want to repeat that cycle. I thought about this recently when I was talking to my brother's nine-year-old son, Adrian, about how he felt during the stress of the pandemic. This is a hell of a mess the kids in our lives have had to grow up in. Adrian is the youngest Galindo, and I was very curious to hear his thoughts. And not just his, but the thoughts of kids everywhere. Because we might have seen the pandemic and a year at home one way, but they have their own perspective. So here it is. The pandemic through the eyes of grandchildren, sons, daughters, sobrinas, sobrinos, kids. I'm Adrian Paul Galindo, and this is Wild. This is Wild, a show about what it was like growing up during the pandemic. Season 1, Home Forever. Hi, my name's Amelia, and I'm five years old. My name is Adrian Galindo, and I am in the fourth grade. Hi, my name is Nathan Ramos, and I am 12 years old. My name is Angelica Sanchez, but my friends call me Angie, and I'm 14 years old. Hola. Me llamo Luisa Salles, tengo 12 años y soy de Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, I'm Jayla, I'm 18, and I'm a senior. I'm um, Rosson Bailey, I'm a senior at Venice High School. Um, my name is Denari Boykin, I'm 18 years old, and I'm in the class of 2021. It started a few months ago. I realized this was serious when I got called to the office. I thought I was in trouble. And so I went, and everyone in the office was, like, running around. I thought it was only going to last, like, two weeks to a month, maybe. I never imagined it a whole year. 
I thought I was going to go into my freshman year of high school in person. And then you stop. Going to school from home was weird. Oh, I went to school online for high school for the beginning. Well, still now, um, doing online virtually. At the beginning, I loved it because I was home, you know. I was like, this is what every kid dreams of, to just do uh, school from home. Like, we get to stay home. Right now, it's we only go to school for three hours. I, I'm okay with that. But I, the best thing about it is you know, I could lay down on my bed. But then as it kept going, um, it became okay. Um, Being at home is, like, great in that I'm in probably the most comfortable space I can be in while I'm still, like, learning and getting, like, my curriculum and everything like that. The only thing about that is, of course, just kind of having too much access to leisure, I guess. Because, you know, for me, um, <laughs> that's pretty much what all teenagers have in common. You know, they want to bury themselves in their room and not do anything. I feel like it's super easy to slack off. Like, in school, at the very least, I had a teacher to, like, look at me and be like, oh, get off your phone, or hey, like, you're not focusing, like, look up. But my camera's off, I'll be, like, on social media, scrolling through, looking at stuff, and no one can really check me. I never felt like the pandemic has brought, a, like, way more responsibilities. Maybe just, like, one or two, like, telling my siblings, okay, you got to get into class now. You know, it's lunch. It's this time. Constantly reminding them, this is the time you're supposed to go back. So that way, they know. Because sometimes I did forget. They would go, like, five minutes over. When you're online, it makes your eyes kind of tired. As academically, it started getting frustrating because the teachers, they were trying their best. You can tell they were, but it still wasn't clicking, especially for my other classmates. So it was just like confusing in a way. Y ponerle con la virtualidad es más difícil como la comunicación, ¿viste? Man, the worst thing, <laughs> the worst thing was the teacher keep ragging out and couldn't hear the teacher and you don't know what she's saying, so now you don't know what to do on your work. So this kind of online interface takes that away. Like, there's not a, much interaction. I feel like if I have a conversation, everyone's a part of it. And that makes things, like, not as special, so it takes away from it. And a lot of people wear Crocs at school, even though they're supposed to wear shoes. Making friends is really complicated. Phoebe, which is my best friend now, yeah, she's a pickup, so it's hard to get her. Because then she got to leave, and I got to go on the bus. Because I really love Phoebe. She's my best friend. And for the majority of high school, I was in, like, either a relationship in a romantic sense, or I had, like, a close friend. And I feel like what has happened with a lot of my friends is that they kind of revolve their lives around their friend group. And in doing that, they kind of lost their individuality. So when they were ripped away from their friend group, they had to be forced to face themselves. And it was either to kind of like look at yourself and evaluate who you are and be okay with that, or just understand that you're not adequate. I lost a lot of friends through the pandemic. Not because of any like bad thing, it's just we wasn't been talking. It definitely showed who cared and who didn't to a certain, you know, to a certain extent. Y fue raro. Porque cuando ves a alguien después de mucho tiempo, lo ves como si fuera un robot, no sé cómo explicar. Como que lo ves y decís, sos real. I can't understand. Wild will return after this commercial break. 
Support comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years showcasing Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, featuring over 200 works ranging from narrative film, documentary films, photo exhibits, and new media. VC Film Fest honors our beloved elder cultural workers, linking them to present and emerging artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives. May 1st through 10th in Little Tokyo and in Long Beach. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. <laughs> yeah, I think they're so smart. Just, what the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events. Now, back to the show. There's a lot of school scenes that we missed out on. Uh, I was sad, mostly, because we were barely starting to do the fun stuff. So the things that I like to do are, pretty much I like to draw, I like to play instruments like piano, guitar, and my most favorite thing is acting and or editing. Yeah, there was actually a few projects. They, they did a Wizard of Oz play. Uh, sadly, that got canceled before we can ever we could ever actually perform. But that last part of high school, where I'm supposed to be like enjoying my years, going to prom, doing senior stuff, like going out, having fun in the summer and the sun, whatever, like that's gone. And the worst thing was my prom, my senior prom, and my junior prom. I'm supposed to have because I was looking forward to that and since my freshman year. Um, I found the dress I wanted. I showed my mom. And we was about to put the deposit down, but it was like the week before the pandemic hit, like like you know the day of how they said no school for like two weeks because of spring break. Cause like my my goal was to go to college for basketball, play basketball. We didn't even get to start our season until February. It's February, you feel me? So like it was just so different. Like I just it just didn't feel like it didn't feel like a true basketball season. Cause I remember like. When I was a freshman, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to my senior night. Because I see how the, the senior senior night was. It was packed and they were getting mad love and everybody was there. But when it comes to my senior night, it was just nobody. You know, we only had like a few more weeks of school, of classwork. And then after that would be like, we would go have like a pool party, you know, to hang out. And we would go to Disneyland. We would go to retreats. But yeah, I was sad when I found out. That it was going to be longer than a month. And the the me from elementary school and from middle school who idolized, like, being a high schooler and hanging out with my friends and, like, having those fun times, like, the inner child within me is just kind of, like, depressed, depraved, you know? Like, you never got those experiences. A mí, más que lo que me... de las materias de la escuela, no me llama mucho la atención o ponerle ser maestra. Pero a mí me gusta mucho dibujar. Entonces por ahí un diseñadora gráfica, no sé. Y como que es una manera de entretenerme más que nada, porque más allá de eso no podía salir nada. Y bueno, me puse a hacer eso. I'm doing nothing. Finding out was was cool. It was difficult trying to 
teach myself how to do it, but I also liked it because I got to create my own thing. Whereas, like, in school, they would tell me what to do. To do it myself, that was a totally different thing because I can do stuff on my own. I can, I can pitch my own idea. I can act my own way. I can edit what I want. Basically, like, since it's not a lot going on, I've been trying to go to any camp that was available. Um, just doing self-training myself, trying to stay in shape in the gym. That's all I can do right now. Like, just be patient and work out and just be ready when, when anything happens. So, If anything, this pandemic has helped me get more into filming and editing. Because I can be locked in my room and I can learn how to edit. But my sister would usually come into my room and, you know, she'd try to play with me. Um, you get way more family time, you know, than before. Um, yes, you might go into arguments and, um, you know, like butt heads. But at the end, you really see your family more. Como que antes tenía que estar cinco horas en la escuela y veía un ratito a la tarde a mis papás o a la mañana. Pero ahora estuvimos encerrados, así, entre comillas, y como que los pude ver más. And we have this big playground that has a big slide. It's like, it's so, so high. And then you just slide down, it has bumps, and then you just start. And it's so, so much fun. There's special moments to The little blessings come through the pandemic. A lot of good things happen. It wasn't just bad, bad, but things happen for a reason. And I see why. Um, well, today I found that I got the $19,000 stock, the $19,000 grant from the school. I'm, we'll be announcing May 1st. Um, that was definitely a blessing. That was something I wasn't expecting. And it shows that, my, you know, my works, my hard works too paid off with or without a pandemic. It taught me how to be ready to be, be more like open-minded about certain things and like just prepare me for anything that can happen in, in life so this is going to sound really cliche but i found myself within the pandemic like a lot of my peers have and one of the main things about that is like i've been on like a spiritual journey i've started like reading again i've started like taking care of myself self-care rituals i even like at times will go on dates with myself and just go to a park and read or just walk around and just kind of experience life within the moment and through my own lens rather than actively focusing on like other people and stuff like that. So I don't feel like the same person at all. Yes, because my tooth is out. I think this pandemic has just taught me to appreciate stuff before it's gone. Like this moment right now. You know what's wild? My parents had five kids. Me, my two little brothers, and my little sister were all born in the U.S. But my older brother, Paul, became a U.S. citizen after he was married and had three kids. And his beautiful family got to attend his citizenship ceremony. Growing up with a mixed-status family was wild because I spent a lot of time being afraid of La Migra. 
but I'm not sure I fully understood what my brother Paul must have gone through as an undocumented child, and even most of his life up until he became a U.S. citizen. It was such a dope moment of stress releasing, perseverance winning out, and straight up patriotism. But after listening to all these wise kids talking about their perspective on the pandemic, I think the best way to see my brother's immigrant journey realized is through the eyes of his 14-year-old daughter, Dinah. I knew it was like very important because it was like a really, really big deal to my dad and it meant a lot to him. And he had been talking about it for a while. Um, so it was, I was really nervous. I don't know why, I was just really nervous. Honestly, I was scared that it was like, it was gonna, it was staged and like they were gonna take him away or something. That's what I was like nervous about. Um, Cause, and then there was a lot of people in there. So I got a little anxious as well. That That's another thing that made me nervous. But once we walked out and I saw my dad in his suit and he had his like certificate, I was like really, really happy for him. I got like tears in my eyes because I had knew that there was like a big like anticipated moment for him and for all of us, honestly. So I was like really, really excited and happy and proud and glad that they didn't take my dad. Damn. Glad they didn't take my dad. Our parents really do pass down everything they got to us. Even if it's a combination of toughness, triumph, and trauma. But maybe that's a good thing. Because that's what life is, you know? And though we carry the baggage of all our ancestors, we also carry the spirit of resilience that all the kids on today's show fully embody. Highlights. I woke up early. I had a nice cold glass of water, put my, my yoga mat in the living room and just took like half an hour to myself. I went out with some friends of mine. Uh, we went to a rooftop and I remember having a sip of my tequila and like leaning back in my seat and just looking and saying, I'm so happy the world is opening up and just how pretty all the people were. My highlight today is that I am warm and fed. I got some sun. I get to talk to people like you. That was Jenny Yang, a stand-up comedian that combines the many worlds she's from into one. That's on the next episode of Wild. Hi, I'm Diana. And I'm Julian. And we're going to read you the credits. This episode of Wild was written and produced by Eric Galindo, Megan Tan, and Victoria Alejandro. It was also produced by Shaka Mali, Marina Peña, Arada Perez, and Lushik Waba. It was sound designed by Lushik Waba and mixed and engineered by Eduardo Perez. That's my needle, by the way. Megan Tan is our senior producer. Our producers are Victoria Alejandro and Lushik Waba. Marina Peña is our associate producer and fact checker. Shakmali is associate producer at large and our announcer. Eric Galindo is our host and editor. Jessica Pilot is our talent producer. Our executive producers are Antonia Serejido and Leo G. 
Thanks to all the parents for the assist on this one. And to our special guest appearances by Adrian Galindo, Angelica Sanchez, Amelia Kuhn, Dinah Galindo, Denari Boykin, Eloisa Sasha's, Jayla Boykin, Nathan Ramos, and Rosson Bailey. The theme song is I Got Everything by Miss 007. Our website, LASstudios.com, is designed by Andy Cheatwood and the digital and marketing teams at LAS Studios. The marketing team of LAS Studios created our branding. Special thanks to the team at LAS Studios, including Taylor Kaufman, Kristen Hayford, Kristen Muller, and Leo G. Wild is a production of LAS Studios. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. I nailed it, I think. This is Eric G. I'll catch you next time. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.